take our Bibles this morning and go to Romans chapter number 10. Romans chapter 10. While you're turning there, I'm going to have our ushers come forward, and they're going to hand out a card, down, cards down each aisle. They're all the same, and we'd like everyone to take at least one. This is in, in, in preparation for our friend day on March 26th. This morning, I'm going to preach to you from Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 15. I want to preach on this topic of you can be rich. Sounds kind of like an infomercial, doesn't it? Uh, Like I have some type of gimmick here today. But uh, I'm not going to use my sermon time today to introduce to you the latest get-rich pyramid scheme or tell you about an amazing stock that you have to invest in. But I do want to tell you the truth today. You could leave here today eternally rich. Some of us are already rich, but we live like spiritual paupers. Um, The book of Ephesians, we're not going to be in Ephesians today, but in the book of Ephesians, the first three chapters, uh, it teaches us the wealth of a believer, the riches of a believer. In fact, that word riches and riches used repeated times in those first three chapters of Ephesians, and we're reminded what we have in Jesus Christ. Um, Warren Wearsby is a preacher commentator. He's passed away now, but uh, he, he wrote a commentary in the book of Ephesians, and he began with this illustration there before he got into the wealth of the believer. And he tells about a lady named Hetty Green, H-E-T-T-Y, Hetty Green. She died in 1916. So over 100 years ago, and when she died, she left an estate valued at over $100 million. I have no idea what those numbers would translate 107 years later, but uh, quite, quite a bit of money, obviously. And, um, but in this time of living in her life as a multimillionaire, um, she refused, she ate cold oatmeal every morning. Because she refused to heat it up because that would cost money for the gas bill. Um, Her son lost his leg, had to have his leg amputated because um, she spent too much time looking for a free clinic instead of getting him the medical care and an infection took his leg. She even died an early death because she, uh, she had some type of condition and she would not go to get medical treatment because it would cost money. Now, so obviously she has some things not right in her head, but can you imagine living that way, having all this money at your disposal and yet refusing to lose it? Rich, but living like a pauper. And many Christians live that way. You are eternally rich. You've been blessed with the riches of Christ, and yet we live like spiritual paupers. We live in spiritual poverty. Imagine you had a long-lost uncle that was rich and left you a large inheritance that no one, but no one ever told you about it. it. It belonged to you, but you never got to use it or enjoy it. I recently read of a story of um, that uh, an article on that every year there are hundreds of thousands of dollars that go unclaimed for various reasons, rebates, inheritances that never insurance claims that never get to the individual, and they end up sitting in this these accounts 
And typically it's just, you know, hundreds of dollars for this person or this family. But I recently read that a man found out that he was owed $763,000. And it had been sitting in this account for years. And in in some ways he was rich or had great riches there, but did not know they belonged to him. And sometimes that's the case with believers. You're rich, you just don't know it. You don't know that it exists. We've been preaching on our 2023 theme, Love, Serve, Reach, for several weeks now. And this morning I'm going to to conclude those messages, but I'm praying that we will not let the thought or the theme go from our hearts. In fact, it's been my prayer that after 2023 is over that Love, Serve, Reach will still be a dominant theme of this church a dominant theme of each individual in here, that you will love God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Once again, we emphasize that when we love God supremely, when we love God where he should be, everything else finds its proper order. And so love him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Serve God through his church. God has gifted every believer in specific ways that he, has, that he has designed you, he has made you, he's brought us together as a body, and he wants every individual to use those gifts that he has blessed you with. So serve him through his church. And then reach. We started last Sunday and we'll conclude this day on reaching people for God with his wonderful gospel message not just in 2023 but all well beyond that we would continue to do this last sunday i shared with you out of second kings chapter 7 on deciding to share the good news you remember that's the account where there are four lepers and uh, also the nation of israel is going through great difficulties they're under siege by a foreign nation no one's going in or out of the city of Samaria they're running out of supplies they're also in a drought and so they're running out of everything and there's nothing available for them and and it's a dire and difficult situation and four lepers that aren't even allowed to live in the city they're outside the city they're they're living at the gate there they decide they're going to just throw a, a caution to the wind and they're going to go out into the camp of the, Assyri- the Syrians there. And they go there and they find that the camp is empty. But they've left everything there. All their food, all their possessions, all their monies. They go in there and they start, in the first tent, they take all the food, they eat it, they, they, they take all the possessions, and, and they go to a second tent and they do this again, and then it dawns on them. We've been blessed with these things. We've been given all these things. We can't just keep it to ourselves. And they go back to the city and they say, go, go out there. Go to the camp of the Syrians and, 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 and get all that you can. It's there for them. And of course, we applied that to us today. Leprosy is a picture of sin. And we're all been cursed with sin, haven't we? We all have that curse upon us. But for those that have received Christ, we've been delivered from that curse. We've been granted the great riches of Christ. And now we have to make that decision to go and tell someone about it. We need to reach them. And this morning I want to continue along those thoughts of reaching someone. This morning we handed out these cards to you. Uh, and, and 
In relation to an upcoming day, March 26th, we're having what we're calling Friend Day. It's an opportunity and a reason for you to go out and invite someone to be your guest at church on that day. And it uh, gives you an excuse, hey, my, our church is having a special day. Would you be my guest? And we really want you to take the opportunity to reach someone. And so what we have here today is this card. And um, what we're asking is that you would fill out this card with a friend that you would like to invite, just their first name on that top of that line, and then your line on the bottom of that, uh, of that line, your first name. You'll see on our foyer there on these walls out there on the windows, we've already put up a a display. And we want to see that display filled with dozens and dozens and dozens of names of people that are either going to be invited or already, already have been invited to Friend Day. It would be great to see, I think right now there are seven or eight names up there of some staff members that have put some names up there. And it'd be great this evening because if you would fill this out today and in the back of the auditorium and in our foyer, there's some clear boxes where you can just drop that in there. And then tonight, those will be put on there. It'd be great to see you go from seven to maybe a couple of dozen and then by Wednesday, some more names get dropped in there and we have maybe 50 or 60. And, And it'd be great to see through this week of the different names that will be invited or have been invited to Friend Day. Then at each service, we're going to have a prayer sheet of all those names. We want you to pick up a prayer sheet every service. And we want you to pray for those names and those people that are inviting those people every day. Pray for them. Between now and March 26th, can you imagine all the prayers that would go up for those names repeatedly by, by dozens of people in here? What a difference that could make. And then, of course, we want you to pick up on your way out today Uh, invitation cards to friend day Uh, i've already handed out one i've got a couple more and more that i hope to hand out to some individuals that i know that i've met and i i want them to be my guest on that day i need you to pray about it i need you to get involved with that as well and we want to have a great uh, uh turnout on that day Obviously, we want to have them to enjoy the service. We want them to enjoy our, 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 our good music here, feel a warm and sincere welcome. But we want them to hear a clear presentation of the gospel. We want them to know how they can become spiritually rich if they're not already. How they could receive Christ as their Savior. And church, it's all about us reaching our world, reaching our community. And I trust you'll take this challenge. You might have just one friend, but you might have ten friends. So take nine more cards today. Fill it out. Let us start praying for these people. Take this challenge, if you will. Now in our passage today, Romans chapter number 10, I want to read through verses 9 through 15. And as I do read through them, I want to make some comments about the verses, or at least portions of these verses Try to explain it as I work my way through it in reading today. Follow along and listen as we read and explain verses 9 through 15 of Romans chapter 10. It says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth, take note of the words confess and mouth, the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe, take note of that word believe, in thine heart, 
that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. There it's pretty clear, isn't it? How do you get saved? Remember in Acts chapter 16 when Paul and Silas are in a a jail cell and they're in there praising God uh, uh, in spite of this, singing praises to the Lord and, and the Lord sends a great earthquake and the Philippian jailer is going to kill himself because he thinks all the prisoners have escaped. And Paul says, do thyself no harm for we are all here. And he has heard that evening these men praising God in spite of their circumstances, singing hymns and songs. And then by their behavior, he says there's something different about these guys. And he comes in there and says, what must I do to be saved? It's the same question here. It's the same thought here. Thou shalt be saved. There is confession with the mouth and there is belief in the heart. The heart is is the thinking of man. It's the center of man. It's who we are. And so with the belief in the heart and the confession of the mouth, there is salvation. He goes on to declarify it more in verse 10. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. He's quoting Isaiah chapter 28 verse 16. If you truly believe in your heart, there will be no shame in confessing him with your mouth, is what he's saying. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. Obviously, we have a Jewish book in front of us. A lot of, especially our Old Testament, it's Jewish. Uh, A lot of Jewish culture and understanding in this. And so much of the time, people are looking at this from a Jewish lens, And he's making it very clear here, there's no difference between the Jew and the Greek. And and although he names this nationality of the Greek, he's really saying here, there's no difference between a Jew and any other person. Any other individual, a Gentile, all other peoples, there's no difference between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is, here's our word, rich unto all that call upon him. In other words, a Jew gets saved the same way a Gentile gets saved. A Gentile gets saved the same way that a Jew gets saved. Because there's one Lord who is overall, and there is riches through him. Verse 13, for whosoever, Jew or Gentile, shall call upon the name of the Lord, shall be saved. Some amazing verses, verses 9 through 13, but then verse 14 Paul starts to follow up with some questions. Notice the word how is used multiple times. The question mark is in these, these next verses multiple times. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Verse 15 has always been a difficult verse for me, especially that part that says, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. I'm going to confess to you today, I don't like feet, especially the toes, all right? Ugh. I'm just not a fan of them. Guys, if you wear sandals with no socks, 
you've gone down, in my opinion, way, way down. It just doesn't seem manly at all, all right? Uh, guys, you, you don't need to wear sandals. We don't need to see your toes. I, that's just my personal feelings on it. I don't even like it on women, to be honest with you, but it seems a little bit more ladylike than it does manlike. Uh, it, it's just, it, it, my wife, she loves bare feet. She's turned my boys against me. They like bare feet. I can't stand bare feet. You know what that verse is talking about, though? See, in that culture, uh, sandal, that's what they wore. They wore sandals with no socks. Uh, if, I was thinking, if I ever became dictator of the world, I would mandate that everybody must wear socks out in public, always. But in this culture, they did not have, they wore sandals. It was hot, it was dirty, it was dusty. Feet were the most disgusting part of the body, literally. They were always dirty, they were always filthy. You'd go into a house and they would have servants and they would wash your feet because you've been out in the dust, you've been out in the dirt. And so it was, it was something that was not appealing. But these are appealing in verse 15 because of the message they carry. How beautiful are the feet of them that carry the gospel of peace. See, someone carried the gospel of peace to me, to my family. And, oh, it's beautiful. Beautiful are the feet of them. Anyone that carries the gospel, the illustration is as beautiful as the feet of them. Again, verses 9 through 13 Uh, They present to us this great truth of how rich we can be. It's emphasized multiple times. It's a matter of the heart that must be professed with the mouth. There have been plenty of people through the years that have professed the Lord Jesus with their mouth, but they've lacked the belief in the heart. That's sad, isn't it? They, they've not had the faith behind the words. And listen, it's not a prayer that saves anybody. It, it, it's not the words, the specific words. It's the sincerity of the heart. I know there are times when maybe we, as presenting the gospel, we might give, we might give a, hey, say something like this, or we might even guide them in a prayer. But all be careful that they understand the sincerity of the heart that must be behind those words. If the sincerity of the heart is not there, then the words mean nothing. I was recently uh, sharing the gospel with someone, and this individual said, well, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. And I tried to explain and said, well, would you pray for me? I said, I can't. No. I said, you need to confess the Lord Jesus while believing in your heart. Well, could you help? And I said, listen, God's not trying to trick anybody. God's not trying to deceive you and say, oh, you didn't say the magic words. He's looking for the sincerity of a heart. He's looking for a person that's willing to turn to him and turn from everything else and just call on him. If you're here today and you do not know Christ as your Savior, just turn your heart to God and call on Him and say, Lord, save me. And if the sincerity of the heart is there, God will hear that call and He'll save that individual. He makes the difference here, or the, uh, the, the emphasis of the heart of being this 
I've had the privilege of, through my years of ministry and being saved, of probably walking dozens of people through the gospel message. And I don't know of anything more precious than to hear a person recognize their condition, call out to God in faith to save them. It's the great, one of the greatest privileges you'll ever have to lead somebody to the truth. Have them embrace the gospel. Oftentimes, that individual recognizes their condition, they're, they're a sinner, and that God, in His wonderful grace, uh, washed away those sins. And oftentimes, you'll see that person get choked up, and, and tears begin to stream down their eyes as they recognize their condition and what God has done for them. Oh, what a great thing it is to know and to claim Jesus Christ as your Savior and to become rich in Jesus Christ. But then we get to verse 14 and 15 where there are these series of questions. And there are questions that every believer needs to consider today. Notice in verse 15, how shall they preach except they be sent? Now the word preach here today is, it's the idea of heralding. It's the idea of proclaiming. It's not just a verse to preachers, pastors, missionaries. It's a verse to believers. And every one of us are to be preachers or heralds, proclaimers of the gospel. It's not just for the pastor or the pastoral staff or for missionaries. It's for every Christian to be preachers of the gospel. In fact, look at that word preach there in verse number 15. And either use your fingertip or a piece of paper and, and cover up the letter P in that. What do you have now? Reach. Every one of us are to reach. Every one of us are to be reachers. We're to be preachers of the gospel. We're to reach out there. God's given us this great gift of salvation. We, it is our, now our duty to proclaim that, to herald it. Think of that, that individual that would be on the street and said, Hear ye, hear ye, and would deliver the news from the kingdom. Think of that little boy, extra, extra, read all about it. They're a proclaimer. They're a herald. And we're to do the same thing with the gospel. He says, How shall they preach except they be sent now that word sent there it's very similar to the word commission that we use when we are speaking of the great commission in our bible there are five different passages that we've declared as the great commission verses where jesus speaking to his believers commanded them commissioned them, sent them to take the message of the gospel to all the world. Uh, like Mark 16, 15, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Acts chapter 1, right before Jesus ascends into heaven, he says, ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the world. These are our commissions. These are our commands we are to be sent. Every Christian here has a command. You've been sent by the Lord Jesus Christ to take this gospel message. How shall they preach 
except they be sent. Well, we've been sent. We've been commissioned by the Lord Jesus to go out and preach the gospel. Now, this morning, I'm going to give you three quick thoughts out of verse number 14, and we'll be done today. Verse 14, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? How shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? If we look at that in reverse order, starting at the end of that verse and working your way up, here's how we could say that. Preaching is essential to hearing. Hearing is essential to believing, and believing is essential to calling. Are you following with me today? In order for a person to hear, he needs a preacher. In order for a person to, uh, to believe, he needs to hear. In order for a person to call, he must believe. These things are essential today. We need preachers. To deliver the message so that a person can hear. And from hearing to believing and from believing to calling on the Lord Jesus. It's like a set of dominoes, isn't it? You ever stack up those dominoes when you were a kid? Set them across the table or whatever? And then you had a little brother or sister that went by and knocked them down before you were done there. But you know you, you try to set them up there and, and you want the one to knock over and it knocks the rest of them over. That's the, that's the plan. This is what we have here. It's a, it's a domino effect. When there is preaching, there can be hearing. And when there is hearing, there can be believing. And when there is believing, there can be the calling upon the Lord Jesus Christ for salvation. So what's that first domino? Preaching, heralding, proclaiming, telling others what God has done for you. Inviting someone to church on this special day. Letting someone know, hey, we we have a special day. Would you come? Uh, Letting them know about what God has done in your life. Proclaiming, heralding. You could share something with somebody that could make them rich. Rich in Christ. Again, we're not uh, trying to uh, present something today that is going to offer world wealth, true secular wealth, but spiritual wealth. And so this morning I ask you, Christian, are you preaching? Are you reaching Is there someone that God's already laid on your heart to give a card out to, to write their name down on? Perhaps there'd be someone here today, so I don't know who to invite, I don't know. Well then, pray about it. God would give you at least someone to have here on that day. And it's not just about that day, it's about giving them the gospel, sharing the truth with them. Christian, are you preaching, are you reaching And then, if you're here today, I'd ask this to everyone that is in under the sound of my voice this morning, have you believed? Have you called on the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior? 
you're sitting here this morning and you know that you've never had the, the words match up with the belief in your heart. The Holy Spirit's gripping your heart right now. You feel a tug at your heart that you're possibly or not saved. And the Holy Spirit's working on your heart. Would you respond to him today and become and leave here today rich, rich in Jesus Christ? Would you bow your heads and close your eyes with me this morning? Jan is going to come and play a verse of invitation in just a moment. Are you rich in Christ today? Do you have a testimony of salvation? A time when you received Christ as your Savior, you know that you've been born again, recognize that you were a sinner and your only hope was Jesus Christ and you put your faith in him. If you have done that, you're rich in Christ today. You need to decide to go and share the good news. Go and share and tell this to others. Why would we hold on to such good news without sharing it with somebody else? Maybe this morning you'll come and you'll pray about some friends, some people that you know that you can share the good news with. You'll come and, and, and lay their names and their situations out to the Lord this morning at the altar or there at your pew. Or perhaps you're here today and you don't know Christ as your Savior. You've not ever received him. Then today can be the day that you could receive the Lord and be eternally rich. We have some individuals down here that would Love to take the opportunity to share with you the gospel message and give you eternal life through Jesus Christ. Come today and let Jesus and let them share with you the, the, the love of Jesus Christ through his word. Father, I pray that you take this invitation now or that you would use this time, Lord. Lord, um, I pray, God, that we'd be burdened about people, burdened about getting the gospel out. Lord, of loving you with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Serving you with the gifts you've blessed us through in the, in the local church. And then, Father, reaching this world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Lord, convict us today and burden us and help us to respond to you in Jesus' name. Our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. Would you stand this morning? And as the piano begins to play, if the Lord spoke to your heart, laid somebody on your heart, would you come today? Would you talk to the Lord? If you're here today and you need to be saved, respond to him during this, this invitation moment.